beautiful day in the neighborhood. Howdy, partner. <laughs> Thanks for your tongues of fire, Penny. Happy Pentecost to everyone in the world. We baptize you in the tongues of glory, resting upon your minds, resting upon your heads. These tongues are the words of your Father in heaven, the words of love and the words of grace. They remove all the tongues of hatred, all the tongues of strife, all the tongues of jealousy, all the tongues of lust, all the tongues of rebellion, all the tongues of religion are removed by the tongues of our Heavenly Father, the Word of God. The Word of God is a tongue, and it's a tongue of love, and it will steer the ship of your body into the promised land. What's the promised land? Where there is no strife, where there is no envy, where there is no lack, no want, no sickness, no disease, no religion, no rebellion, no STDs, no drugs, no alcohol. Why would you want them? Drugs and alcohol, they offer Christians in the wilderness alcohol every day, hoping that you'll never go any deeper into God and come into the drunken glory. Have you noticed that? I mean, I look at Christians, and I mean, these are like charismatic Christians, and they're like, never seen the glory of God before, you know? Can you imagine being a charismatic, speaking in tongues Christian, and not knowing about the wine of the promised land? That's our job at Red Letter Ministries, like Joshua and Caleb, to bring the promised land wine on our shoulders, the government of God on our shoulders, the increase of peace and government, there shall be no end on the shoulders of men and women redeemed? Is it just about you? No, it's about the whole body. You know? It's about everyone coming in the promised land and getting all that strife off of you that you think it's still about a human being, but it's about Jesus and it's about God the Father. The fact that we still think human and we still think natural shows how much we've been beat up by Satan. People think natural, they think drugs, they think religion, they think all kinds of crazy stuff that has nothing to do with our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father is the spirit of a sound mind. People are completely crazy in rebellion. People are completely crazy in religion. And they'll accuse people in the promised land, but if they'll hang out with us for like two days, they'll realize they're not crazy. They're in God the Fatherland. They're in the glory. <laughs> this is what every single human being is meant to live in. The promises of God, the tabernacle of David, the throne of Zion, and the glory of God on earth. And it comes in language. It comes in words. It comes in tongues. It's called the Word of God. Revelation chapter 19. The Word of God is what? King of kings and Lord of lords. And guess what, brothers and sisters of the nations? You are those kings and you are those lords. Oh, I just said it. You are a king. You are a princess. You are a prince. You are a queen. It's not just about Buckingham Palace. It's about restoring you to your heavenly father and waking up to divine royalty. You've been ripped off. The natural dimension has ripped you off. 
There are fallen angels here, one third that fell, that will try to get your mind attached to the natural realm so you never wake up to your birthright in the tabernacle of David, in the throne of Zion, in the glory of God. That you are all royalty. Every single one of you is a royal son and a royal daughter of God the Father. Every single man, woman, and child on planet Earth. All eight billion. Anyone that says otherwise is a devil. Every man and woman is divine royalty. You were created in the image of God, and as you're restored to God the Father through the tongues of fire, the words that contain the life and the revelation that restore your souls to who you actually are. Then you begin to know who you are. Then you get your birthright. You get your birthright through Jesus Christ. People have been trying to earn their birthright by religious activity and it cuts you off from your birthright. Your birthright is that you are the sons and daughters of the living God. Oh, will not the Muslim nations, yet yeah, Muslim, every single man, woman, child, oh, they'll repent. I mean, last time I looked at the Christians, they're the most critical, judgmental people of everyone. Sometimes a lot more than even Muslims. And we're just a bunch of hypocrites here preaching Christian Christianity to people but not walking in the tabernacle of David in the throne of Zion. And I just repent for all Christian leaders in the world. Now we're going to actually begin to walk in it and impart it into your hearts and minds so that everyone can be who God created them to be. And every nation, every tribe, every tongue rallying around our Heavenly Father. All nations have one Heavenly Father. He is the Father from whom all fatherhood derives. The Father of fathers, God. Amen? And the priesthood of Melchizedek represents him perfectly in full submission to his authority. Amen. That's how you walk in the glory, by submitting to the authority of the Father. Then he will turn up the anointing without measure. But if it's about a man, if it's about a woman, if it's about anything in the natural realm, the natural realm is the false prophet. People can use essential oils as a false prophet. People can use science as a false prophet. People can use education as a false prophet. Anything that locks your mind, your brain, into the natural realm is the false prophet. Her name is Jezebel. Isabel. Actually, Isabel is her name in Hebrew. Isabel. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And we're trampling everything in your minds of Isabel into the lake of fire with the white horses. What are the white horses? The Holy Ghost. The angels. The Holy Ghost and the angels. The glory of the angels. Jesus Christ, it says in Luke, comes in threefold glory. He comes in the glory of the holy angels. He comes in the glory and the majesty of Himself, it says. Whoa, and it's perfect humility because He is the Son of God. He's our Savior. And He comes in the glory and the majesty of the Father. But no mention of the Holy Spirit. Why? Zero mention of the Holy Spirit in the book of Revelation. Zero mention in the of the Holy Spirit and how Jesus comes in His second coming. Because the Holy Ghost is the glory of the angels. The glory of the angels is the Holy Spirit of God.
Hallelujah. In the seven spirits of God are all the two-thirds of the angels that obey God's word, that obey the tongues of fire. Tongues of fire are the living words of God that rest upon your brains, that heal your souls, that heal your minds. Amen? The problem is we're locked into the natural dimension. That's called the curse of the fall. You're not created to live in the natural dimension. You're created in the beginning to live in the glory dimension. And I pray the glory dimension comes upon your heads right now in a powerful way. We've paid the price to walk in hundredfold glory of Jesus Christ, hundredfold glory of the holy angels, hundredfold glory of God the Father. That's what comes forth now. The tabernacle of David in the throne of Zion, in a habitation and a dome of glory over cities and nations, discipling cities and nations by the throne of David on earth as it is in heaven. You are a throne of honor and you are a throne of glory in the Father's house. Isaiah 22, 23, it is written. You are. Do you know who you are yet? Are you still looking to the preacher? I can help you reveal your own throne, your own royalty. That's my job. That's the royal priesthood of Melchizedek's job, to reveal to you who are sleeping in the dust of the earth who you are. Eight billion people down here that don't know who they are. Now, I know a couple people are woke. I understand that. You know, I'm not saying I'm the only one by any means whatsoever. I love hanging out with people in the glory. We have tremendous friends in the glory that walk in tremendous signs and wonders all over the world. We've been in glory broadcasting for 11 years. We know everyone. The issue is a lot of people still haven't woken up even in the glory stream, even in the charismatic church. A lot of people are still kind of self-conscious. A lot of people still look into the preacher thing about me is I'm so despicable they'll look at me and they'll be like it can't be about him he's despicable it's got to be about God the Father and that's you know that's the best thing I have going on for me is he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise you know if a, if a crazy drug addict like me can walk in this anybody can truth anyhow we make it easy for you so that everyone can know who they are as a throne of royal power when Pontius Pilate tested Jesus, he said, Are you a king? And Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. Hallelujah. But when he said, My kingdom, what did he say? If you study it out, it actually means my royalty, my royal power, my kingly, stately grace is not of this dimension, is what he said to Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate just about pissed himself, peed his pants. Because, I mean, he's, he's speaking with authority beyond Caesar. And Pontius Pilate says, oh my God, I know a king when I see him. Pontius Pilate had met Caesar Augustus. And now he met Jesus Christ. True story. Pontius Pilate knew a king when he met one. Whole. There was such perfect glory dripping on his words that he knew this man was not lying to him. This was a serious dude serious dude. And maybe he didn't really believe who, who he said he was. He would, maybe he didn't believe he was the Messiah. But he knew authority. He had met with Caesar. And that's why he washed his hands. I don't want any of this man's blood on my hands. Oh my God. And then the Jews screamed. And the Pharisees and the Israelites screamed. Let his blood be upon our heads and let his blood be upon our children. Well, hallelujah. You know, 
the murder of the Messiah, people have always interpreted that as a bad thing. I look at it like, praise God, more new wine upon every Jew in the world. Glory. Have a drink. <laughs> I don't I love I love the Jews, man. Holy Ghost. We have a a large remnant of Jews in Minneapolis in St. Jewish Park, St. Louis Park, and I, every day I talk with Jews at my gym I've been going to for 31 years and just always interceding for Israel, always praying for the peace of Jerusalem, praying for the Hasidic community in New York and the Hasidic community in London, and not cursing them, but covering them. Love covers. I don't care what kind of unbelief you're in. I mean, I don't care if you practice Kabbalah. I mean, it's sorcery, yeah, but most Christians practice sorcery, so don't be a hypocrite. Sorcery is any time you are led by your brain instead of your spirit. <laughs> so Christians are the most sorcery-filled people on the planet. So let's get over ourselves and over our sorceries and over our carnal mind this Pentecost as a gift to our Father in Heaven. He has fully fulfilled Pentecost for 2,000 years. There's, you're not going to get any more Pentecost than what's already come. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when Pentecost had fully, the word fully means completely been fulfilled. When Pentecost had fully come, it is written, had completely been fulfilled. The Feast of Pentecost is completely, totally, 100% fulfilled. What we use our tongues with now brings forth what has not yet been fulfilled, which is the tabernacle of David and the throne of our Heavenly Father rising in our heart to manifest all the glory of Zion into the earth dimension. That's what Pentecost brings forth. Pente Pentecost brings forth tabernacles. Tabernacles are the habitation of the glory realm. We can have the glory here, we can have the glory in the studio, and people feel the electricity, 10,000 gigawatts, and they're going back to the future, and we're so prophetic, flying around in chariots of fire. But until we bring the throne of David through our hearts, the open ark of, not the types and shadows, but the real deal of God the Father's throne, Revelation says, and the throne of God the Father is now with men. Amen? That's what the Bible says. And the throne of God is now fully with men. That's tabernacles being fulfilled now as we're waking up to our royalty, to who we are in Christ. We're a throne of honor and glory in the Father's house of glory. Amen. And that will cause the nations to come to the brightness of our rising, as it is written. That will cause the great harvest of the end times and that's the mark of the high calling, the morning star, the throne of the Father, risen in our hearts in our day dawning. What is the dawning of day? The full removing of the red dragon, the pride of life from our brains. The full removing of the red dragon, which is the pride of life from our skulls. That's the dawning of day. When there's no more pride, when you can love every man, no matter how rich and successful they are, even, I mean, just zero strife. And it's just perfect God the Father, tongues of glory. I sincerely desire for every man of every city and every nation to be blessed at God the Father's level of blessing, healing, prosperity. And you, and you mean it, and you'll sacrifice whatever it takes in your heart for them to walk in it. That's the overcoming of the pride of life in the red dragon by the love of God the Father. Amen. 
That's what brings forth tabernacles, the overcoming of the pride of life in your skulls by the resting tongues of fire, which is the Father's perfect words. Pentecost fulfilling tabernacles, using the gifts. What are the gifts for? Going deeper in God and fulfilling prophecy. Let every jot and tittle be yes and amen in Christ. Well, we have Christ. Why haven't we fulfilled every prophecy? Because we haven't gone deeper. Now we're going deeper and we're fulfilling every prophecy. I know for a fact the Lord Jesus Christ remains in heaven until you and I restore all things. The entire purpose of the fire of God is to consume the natural dimension. But most of you still let finances destroy your lives. You need to go deeper into the fire dimension of the Father's tongues of fire, the words and the promises of God the Father, and get the idolatry out of your hearts and out of your minds. Get it out. You're ripping yourselves off. Most of you, I know, this is the main stronghold that we're dealing with. It's called the love of money, the root of all evil. It's not small. It's the, the main stronghold. Every day, the main complaint, the main thing that causes people to manifest demons, to weep and gnash their teeth, to be in fear, to be at strife and to be at envy towards one another, the number one thing is the love of money that's still in the Christian's hearts, let alone the people in the world. There's people in the world that have less love of money in their hearts than people in Christianity. You notice that? Bill, Bill Gates gave a billion dollars the, the wife of the owner of Amazon just donated 13 billion, with a B, to charity. And most Christians are scared to even give tithes of 50 bucks a month or 500 bucks a month. Seriously, how sick and wrong is that? How backslidden are we from the boldness of the Lion of Judah? And I'm not condemning you, I'm encouraging you to get stronger in the faith to start obeying God in finances, to get the idolatry out of your hearts and your minds. It's the only thing in Scripture that promises you an open heavens. It's crazy. The only thing in Scripture, I've read it. I've read the Bible over a thousand times. I've spent over 50,000 hours in the Bible, five years in Bible college, and none of that matters. I'm not boasting. I'm just telling you, the only promise from Genesis to Revelation that says you'll have an open heavens guaranteed is by bringing tithes into the storehouse of God the Father, which is the throne of Zion, into the glory dimension. Bringing tithes into the glory of God promises everyone that brings tithes an open heavens. And you will see people weep, gnash their teeth, freak out, mock, laugh, and manifest demons when you say that because there's still fear in their hearts according to finances. You've got to overcome that. You want wealth transfer? Start with the two cents you have now. Seriously. Glory to God. Bring it into Zion. As it is written in Revelation, kings will bring their wealth into the glory of Zion, into the new Jerusalem, into the ark of the new covenant, the glory of God, and the tabernacle of David. Hallelujah. It actually says that people that don't bring offerings will have no rain. No rain. And those that refuse to bring their wealth into the glory of God, 
That's the only thing that Jesus Christ said will kill and destroy your life because you're still harboring idolatry and the golden calf as your chief resource in your heart instead of God the Father, the glory realm. When Jesus Christ spoke on finances, he only said that one thing of harboring idolatry in your heart could kill you and send you to hell. The only threat of hell and termination and the destruction of your life in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was withholding finances. That's actually what killed Ananias and Sapphira. People say, well, it wasn't about money. They brought $10,000 to Peter instead of $100,000. Do you realize that's how the Holy Spirit killed them? Do you read the book of Acts? I mean, and go ahead and manifest a little bit because you know you're still possessed. This is still an area of bondage in your lives because I've dealt with it tens of thousands of times. Ananias and Sapphira died because they wouldn't bring their wealth into the glory of God. What the heck? Is it that important? Yes. If you don't value the glory dimension more highly than the natural dimension and the finances of the natural dimension, you have no share in the kingdom age. You can't enter the glory of God because there's idols in your heart and there's idols in your mind. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow.